0: Alright, welcome back. Episode 63 of the Young Old Heads Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy, aka TV Sports Cards, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Max, aka Cards Max, aka Cards Max, on the road edition. Max, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I'm drinking a nice cream soda. I'm rocking a mustache, and I'm ready to demonstrate my love for cardboard. For another weekend Monday, Monday night football. If you're watching football, respectful, fuck you. Tommy and I were recording a podcast. But respectful, but respectful. <laughs> and if you have kids
0: in the car, <laughs> respectfully, respectfully. Max, you've uh you've been literally all over the country the last two yeah. weekends, and we haven't talked on the podcast. We did record an episode live in Burbank, which will come out at some point. Um, but I just want you to walk us through. We love hearing your journeys. What? How many flights were
1: you on in the last 14 days? So three, show, three big travel shows in three weekends because I had Hobby Slam, which was a four to five hour drive to get to each way, and then Burbank, and then Dallas. Um, for Burbank, I had three flights and going there and two going back. For Dallas, it was direct, so we are looking at seven flights in two weeks, or seven flights in ten days, give or take. So you have to give me credit there. I uh, we it was a lot of fun recording the me Tommy like me in person Tommy remote episode at the Burbank card show. Definitely broke up the pace a little bit, and I guess you guys will be able to have both episodes now, or if not now soon bonus episodes free young old heads
0: as opposed to the usual you have to pay 99 cents
1: yeah as opposed as opposed to the usual usual um, look at my authoritative content on twitter so that i can get xcom ad revenue type of ordeal
0: well what did you do max why what okay, how, what, what how are mean? the shows give us the rundown what is, this is why the people are listening to
1: this okay podcast. i'm sorry i forgot i forgot two weeks ago was a long time but i will say that both shows being so close to each other definitely led to a little bit of fatigue the dallas show ooh, that cream soda is hitting me the dallas show this past weekend was i think i've been to four dallas's at this point dallas i if you will a plural And I missed Thursday. I arrived very late. It was my first time following Frontier, and that was an experience in of itself. I think I may do it in the future. I may not. I'm not sure yet. And the room, most of the room was, of course, people that travel to car shows. The room was the smallest I have ever seen it on Friday. I've had, I think, a lower quantity of buys than I usually do. At Dallas, whether that's due to how important being there Thursday is, or just a matter of me being bad at cardboard, or me myself being tired, or me seeing all of these tables that some people traveled to, some people did not last weekend. Um, but I made my big splashes. I think I bought three cards for like around 8K total, which were really cool. Um, one of them included this guy. Jason Dominguez, I'm holding my Atomic First Bowman out of 100 PSA 10 autograph to the camera, and this one stings a little bit, but that was one of my big pickups. Overall, show climate, people wanted basketball. Basketball is big right now. I RCR'd a ton of stuff. I was successful in Burbank. I know I left Burbank on the cliffhangers, and I literally went to the RCR booth right after I recorded with Hobbsy, and I got, I think I went five for 11. But on the other hand, at Dallas, I went two for nine. I think I think of can think of one person who was batting over 20% to nine fives with RCR. I had rumors that their head grader was there. and was grading extra stick, you know, picky. Michael Rubin was there. He had a full mob of people. Uh, excuse me, by people, I mean security team. Like he had like a little halo of, of security guards walking around with him at all times. So I don't know if that's cringe or based. And the hobby is alive. The hobby is a little tired right now. The hobby is enjoying football right now and basketball, but the hobby is alive. And if you like baseball, now's a good time to buy. Is that comprehensive enough?
0: Well, That was a decent recap. I mean, I want to hear what the other two cards were besides the Jason Dominguez.
1: So both of these were walk-ups to my quasi table. Um, First was the Jason Dominguez Atomic, as well as... Don't worry, I have them in my little stack, and they will be taken out. I got a Bobstuffer Clementine Rookie PSA 5, 1955 tops, and a 1956 Mickey Mantle PSA 5. Cards are super sick. Uh, A little off-center, but they are super sick.
0: I love that you bought a Mickey Mantle card and a Jason Dominguez card. Those were two of the three.
1: (laughs) They are the same person. That's true. Um, coolest buy that I bought was off of the man who called, who complimented my mustache and then called me a pervert. This was from Jason Dardick that I bought. This is a, let's see if I can get the glare, right? But I can't, this is like a hollowy leaf. One of one uh, auto of uh, Ric Flair garbage man, rips pulled out a banger. And I saw this and I'm like, this is just kind of cool. Yeah. I'm going to sell it, but I still respect the cool cardboard. That's sick.
0: I, I'm still waiting on Jason to send me my Buster Posey gold prism that he pulled and got uh, supposedly sent to PSA.
1: Yeah. You never know with that guy. But like, You never know. Like but that's a acetate, secret. You can see my fingers through it. Or no, this way. Yeah. You see my fingers through it, man. But also, like, it's refracting.
0: It's like an acetate refractor?
1: Yeah. No. It's like... I don't know. Auto silver spectrum is what the parallel is called. Uh, Brian Gray, may he run Leaf forever. Will no longer be CEO of Leaf. We talked about in the past, and I've been talking about innovation a lot. I'm talking. I've been praising Fanatics for making gimmicks that keep us on the edge of our seats, and I hope the gimmicks of Leaf and Pro Set and Harambe and COVID cards don't die with Brian Gray leaving.
0: Did, uh, give you hope here, Max? I did see today that. Leaf is putting out a Deion Sanders coach card, coach auto.
1: Did you see the Bishop Sycamore? Oh, that is cool. I will, I will respect that. Do you see the Bishop Sycamore coach card, coach autograph? Yeah,
0: that's the most classic Leaf shit right there.
1: Yeah, that's the stuff that I want in the hobby. We need more Livy Dunn autos and Johnny Manziel never gave a fuck, still don't. And um, who do you think you are? I am Pete Weber or Chris Weber. Both of them doing that on the same card. That's not a real card, but that would be sick. Um, we need more stuff like that. And people buy Leaf because it's cool cards. And if you who would have put on their bingo card in 2010, that Leaf would be more prolific than Upper Deck after losing licenses.
0: Well, you're just not going on upper deck epacks enough, Max, clearly. Um, but Max. Yeah, I'm not. I don't love I- Hockey. I know you're tired of talking about the shows, but I I feel like you I want to open up a little window into you at a show that is like Burbank, let's say Burbank, because that wouldn't seem to have been more pop than Dallas. Like, what is a day in the life of Cards Max at the Burbank Card Show?
1: Yeah, I'm just a card extremist. I wake up, I want to get to the show as soon as humanly possible. I walk around, I talk to friends, I walk around to talk to friends. In this context, it was I walk around, I complain like a little bitch about how I can't find stuff to buy. And then I go do that again. And it's been a little bit cyclic. Um, the trade nights were hot and cold. I don't know if that's just because my cards suck, but uh, Dallas Saturday trade night was very fun for me. I did a lot of deals. Um, one of them was for this Kylian Mbappe Silver Select Field Level from 2017. Uh, This is one of his only, well, he has his 2016 foot sticker, but um, this was another card in, Like this was, most of his pack bold rookies are 2017, his 2016 is only the sticker, and I traded my purple mavape at a 250 2017 Tops Chrome rookie, which I think I paid $1,300 for, and this card does, like, around the same, and I bought that purple mavape as a BGS9, I cracked and subbed it with PSA 9. I cracked and subbed it with PSA again at nine. I Beckett RCR did at Burbank at 9 I Beckett RCR, I Beckett RCR did at Dallas at 85. So if it meant an opportunity to wash my hands at that card at a cost that could be equivalent or close to what I entered in, I wanted to just take the sale and move on. This is just a cool card. Again, I know. I believe our good listener, Card Slayer Renee, always asks, Why do I always have one exactly one soccer card at all times? And I respond, It's for the culture. So this is my one soccer card that I own right now that is not in grading or anything like that. And it's fun.
0: Dude, I can't believe how many times you graded that purple Mbappe.
1: <laughs> it's got to work at some point, right? You would
0: think so. I guess only if the Beckett uh head grader is there really whipping his whipping the kids around not letting yeah. them get nine fives
1: yeah i also got probably the coolest card i got which i somewhat quickly sold i don't know if he's a listener but um not albert pujols because that's how who the card goes of but i bought i think it was some like a fleer or flare set from like the 2000s or something like that and it was an albert pujols game used patch out of 35 and it had, it was like the shape of like a napkin relic, but it had like the, I'll send you a tip, clip, Tommy, so that everyone can see this because it's a really cool patch. And I tweeted about it, but it has like the bird from, or like it has the wing from the bird on the Cardinals jersey. It has like a little bit of yellow in there too. It's like where like the claw is holding the bat, I think. Legitimately like a four color patch. It's gorgeous. It's so cool. I moved it to OG Johnny D, who is really cool. He's the Brock Purdy God. He's on Twitter. He's cool. If you don't follow him, I sh- I'm shouting him out. But probably one of the coolest Blue Holes game, you- game used. It's not even a BS patch. Game used. Flip it on the back says this was used in a MLB game with the of the St. Louis Cardinals, and it was gorgeous. That's all I can say. Audible listeners, you are being deprived. YouTube listeners, because we have a YouTube, and you should subscribe to it, feast your eyes.
0: Except you're not even holding it up. And I'm no, i just going to make a clip for like TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, yeah, tick, yeah,
1: go TikTok. Go TikTok. Oh
0: my God. I'm so glad that you're making TikToks these days, Max. Did you make any I, trades? Or are you doing like all set? Like you didn't really talk about too much about what you're selling. I just can't believe how many times you tried to grade them in Mbappe. It's like it's like you're horrible. I think like about it. I've
1: owned it the month is September. I've owned it since March. I had a few other fun stories um, in terms of buying and selling. I bought a Sam Howell green pulsar autograph out of 30 from Nick from Stack and Sell, who has been a great guest on our show. He makes great content on his own. I respectfully told him, and I love him. He's a great kid. He's a great guy. I'm the old man saying that he's a kid when he's like two years younger than me, but or three years younger than me, whatever. But I, I told him, I'm like, I'm going to murder you on this card. I'm going to kill it. And he's like, yes. And but that's how our businesses work. And every he got his he made his profit on that deal. It's time for me to make mine as a Sam Howell man. I am my Sam Howell Gold Contenders Auto owner right now. But anyways, I buy this card for three twenty. I sell it. I buy this at Burbank. I sell it to very nice cards at the Dallas Card Show, who has in very large amount of Sam Howell holdings on her own. Sam Howell played great week one, by the way. And I sold it to her for four forty. So I made a nice, how oh, I keep biting my tongue. I made a nice $120 profit on the Stat Sam Howell. Silly old me, the little silly goose behavior. And I forgot to sell it. On, I forgot to delist it off my slabs. And it had a silly little accident with it selling at my slabs at my full bin of $630. So I went after her, I flagged her down. This was the following day. I'm like, Hey, you sell that howl yet? And she's like, no. And I'm like, uh, good news and bad news. Good news, bad news is uh, I sold this on my slabs accidentally. Uh, good thing, good news is I sold it for $630. And how much money do you need? I'll buy the card for you. I'll just sell them and I'll just ship it on my slabs. I rebought it from her for $550 and I netted $630 on my slabs. I guess after shipping, like $625, $620. So the chain of events was. I think Nick bought that card for like 240 or something like that. I bought it from him for 320. I sold it for 440. I bought it back for 550 and the MySlabs end user paid 650. That is unbelievable. Yeah, so that was I've never had accidentally leaving a card listed up work in my favor before, but that was like one of the few times where it did. Um, I'm trying to think of other cool stuff. Oh yeah, I had someone negotiate up on me on a card, which is interesting. Which I so um part of my game plan, you're asking me for my day of my life. Maybe I get a little bit too neurotic. I definitely can get in my own head mentally at card shows. Um I wanna shout out my number one listener of this podcast at Sarasota Slabs. I want to shout out Logan's League, I want to shout out certified, certified Max, certified cards, as like I Part of it is just entirely a mental game. But anecdotally, I've noticed that I think my shows perform better when I am with my friends. It makes me like a little bit calmer and in a more comfortable state rather than me neurotically thinking I have to make more money. I have to make more deals, give myself more pressure going in. And this Dallas was a show where I didn't have that. So my immediate thinking was just what stuff can I find? I bought in the room a Michael, I bought a Mike Trout PSA 8.0. Blue auto out of ten from Topps Rip. I've owned actually just this is my second copy of this card that I've owned. I owned one like last week, and a Michael Jordan three star swatches from two thousand nine SP of Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and unfortunately Carl Malone. <laughs> card would be a, worth a lot. Common theme with sports cards lately, which is terrible. But Wanda Franco, Carl Malone cards would be worth a lot more if they just weren't on them. So fuck you, Carl Malone, but. And for what you do, but uh, very, but ultimately very cheap. Michael cool Jordan game used. I think the comp was like 230 raw, and I had PSA 8 at two, uh, PSA 8 that I bought for 170 in the room, and I bought this trap for 300. And I'm walking around the, I'm walking around the room. Table is like, oh, do you have anything for sale? And I'm like, I guess, yeah, sure. No, actually no, I was friendly with that. I'm like, yeah, sure, I have some stuff for sale. Goes through my bag. He's like, flagging, he's like, what can you do on these? And I'm like like 250, 300, 250, whatever. I'm giving my prices. He fight down like 10 cards. And he's like, oh, what can you do? What's your lowest? And I'm like, 250, 300, 150, 300, 200, or whatever the numbers were. It's like, <laughs> you're not you're not getting my lowest out of me. But I, in my interpretation, if it were someone that I knew were someone friendlier, I would have stopped them. I would have just corrected it. But in my interpretation, this guy was being a little bit of a jerk. And just in general, it's just good to be a cool person. People like dealing with people that they like, but give me the benefit of the doubt that this guy was acting jerky, okay? Before people slam me. So, on he's like, Oh, comes up with this number, and he's like, Okay, I'll give you 1200 for these five. And I'm like, What's the breakdown? He's like, 80%, I'm like 80% of what? Because <laughs> I just have no idea what he's talking, 80% of comp. And I'm like, What are you using for comps? And then, you know, that was a little back and forth, but ultimately we got that. So, my asking price on this Jordan 8 was 250, and I told him this. And my asking price on this Trout was like 500. And then we're thinking of a price. We're going back and forth on these different cards. And I'm like, Jordan, good. Mike Trout, good. And I'm like, cool. It was like 780. I'm like, what? I'm like 280, 400. And I'm like, okay, that works. <laughs> so I was asking 250. I ultimately just wanted 200 just to make 30 bucks on the card. He just said 280 on it. Maybe, again, maybe I'm the one getting fleeced. And he saw a comp higher. Because that's very possible and plausible. That's very realistic. But whether it was just the confusion, and also, I, I would have corrected him if you were like a friendlier guy, or if it were... let alone if it was someone I knew, I'm definitely correcting it. But the guy was a little jerky and curt, and I found a little disrespectful. And so it's like I didn't correct him. I'll sure I'll take 280 on the card. I'm asking 254 and handshake done deal, and I got 400 on my trout that I was into for 100.
0: What was the trout? What was the card?
1: It was a chop top, top rip auto out of ten blue from twenty twenty one. Okay, well, so it was love like, to see boom. you
0: get a rare win out there, Max. Oh, I
1: Detroit tried Day to course. win. I like to be winner. My my rationale was that okay, I made a hundred bucks on this trout. I made ninety on this Jordan. It's like boom, that's that's my room for the weekend covered. You know, that's my my flight was two. My flight was one hundred ten dollars, but I paid ninety nine dollars for a check bag. This is why I don't like this math. I have to find out some scheme of like. Me shipping my clothes to the hotel for 20 bucks rather than just doing the carry on for $99. $99 each way, by the way. But I didn't. On Frontier 90. Airlines? Yeah. I only did $99 once. That's brutal. Yeah. I was acting like I belonged and uh, it worked for half the time.
0: Did you uh have any really bad interactions happen other than this dude negotiating up on you? I usually love to hear about
1: the time. Yeah, I had another bad re- <laughs> I had another funny back and forth on the Saturday trade night. Uh, an older gentleman who was a vendor was interested in my Clemente and, Ooh, live viewer comments show up on stream Sorry. I shouldn't be reading that out loud because we're recording a podcast, but yeah, this gentleman walks up to me. He's like, what's your bot? I'm like, what are you asking this Clemente 3000? He's like, what's your bottom on this? What's your like, what's your absolute best? And I'm like 3000, but I can listen to offers. It's like, no, I got to be in this for like really low. It's like, I want to buy the card. And this is prolonged over like five minutes. So I'm giving the cliff notes. It's like, I want to buy the card. And I'm like, make an offer. No, I need you. I need to be way lower. I need to be way, way lower. And I'm like, okay. But I think ultimately he's like, I want to buy the card. I'm like, so buy it as like, so make an offer. And he, and I was like, I I think I said something. I like, I don't think you want to buy the card. He's like, oh, you think you don't have money. I have the money. And I'm like. No, people that usually want to buy cards make offers, <laughs> and then he walked away disgruntled. He was like, "Have a nice night," and I'm like, "Okay, have a nice night." And uh the resolution was he ultimately came back like 45 minutes later, and he was like, uh, "I, I gained you two thousand on the card," and I'm like, "Thank you. I've already received higher offers." And he's like, "Okay." Then he had had a good night, but I found it—you know—the negotiation strategy just—it just doesn't work, especially on your. Stonewalled with your strong grit, like me, like what a well esteemed man I am. Because, like, if you're asking for your lowest, or better yet, I had some times over the night where I did get my lowest, and oh, yeah, you want another fun negotiation story? Um, or it's like, not only, I mean, I try to be a man of integrity, try to be a man of my word, not just from moral reasons, but even the context of negotiation. It's like and again, these may be who I never see again, but I'm like, if I say my bottom on something, it's my bottom. Maybe it's not my actual actual bottom, but for the sake of the negotiation, it's my your walking price. And because I just operate I'm even the rationale I even will say this. It's like if I say my bottom and I don't fall through and I like go lower, that just means me saying my bottom means nothing. Like, how are you gonna trust me in a negotiation? How that has all my leverage just evaporate. So if I say my bottom, I'm probably going down a good bit because I just want to get – I'm going to – because if it's like I want the deal, I want the deal. If I want to get the cards, we'll get the cards hold. But that is not an operative of, oh, this guy was being a hard wall on his bottom. No, it's onus is on you of, oh, I didn't want to come up to his bottom. So I traded, oh, RCR success story. My Holmgren, My Shet Holmgren contender ticket auto out of eight received a Beckett 95 RCR. And that is good. I traded it straight up for this Josh Allen Silver Hollow Contenders Auto. I can't say I've owned a card like this in my life. Don't know what it means, don't know what it does. I just know people like these. Couldn't tell you anything else about them. And so I traded for that straight up. And the last columns are 2025, 2200, and 2200. Those are the last three sales. Do you, and, want to hear,
0: do you want to hear Josh Allen's stats almost at halftime here?
1: Mm, tell me after the story. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no. Apology accepted, Tommy. No, I'm joking. And I had a trailer. So he's like, you know, I'm like, what can you do? And I'm like, I'm asking 2200. He's like, last comp is 2000. And my favorite line. What are the two comps before that? And he's like, 22 and 22. I'm like, yes. And he's like, the last comp's is 2000. I'm like, I know. And like, can you do 17 he's like can you do 1600 i'm like no he's like can i do 17 i'm like no bottom 1850 and he's like well that is close to 85 percent on 2200 and i'm like yeah i am giving a good deal you know saying that to myself even just doing the math now 1850 divided by 2200 is 84 percent so if you want to do that valuation 81 at 2100 whatever i was giving a below comp deal on this card and he's like can you do 18 i'm like no, I said, my bottom was 1850. And then he's like, well, what's that trail in Bert? And I'm like, that's too. And so I brought it 180. And I'm like, it's a gold auto out of 10. It's a P it's graded too. that other sale was raw. It's like my asking price is fair. I can do 200 bottom on that. And he's like, okay, that's interesting. And this is prolonged over half an hour. This is a long, this is a battle. And he's like, after going back and forth, can you do 1850? Or he's like, can you do it? No. And you do, you know, 180 on this. No. And he's like, okay, I can do 1820 on the pair. And I'm like, let me get the breakdown. So you're giving my 200 on the Traylon Burks. And I'm like, you're doing 1820 on the Josh town. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, I told you my bottom was 1850. (laughs) I'm giving him. And it's like, this isn't like, uh, like there is no negotiation. This is the bottom. And there are some times where things like this can burn me. You can say it's pride. You can say it's ego. I really just try to operate fairly. And if I get burned by it, so be it. I got burned by it by a little bit by rejecting an offer at Burbank that was $30 higher than what I sold the card for online. And I'm okay with that. Sometimes you just have to make sure the math makes sense. But it's like, it's a Josh Allen contenders auto. I can't sell it on the low. I can, but I'm not going to. And, and then he eventually walked away and I'm like, did I really just waste like 30 minutes t- wait, telling this guy the exact price it takes for him to be an operative? Yes. And then him just like seeing if he can finagle with it. And then ultimately walking out of a $2,020 deal. Cause, it was, cause he was giving me 1820 plus 200. So it was 2020 out of, I guess, 250. I was asking. So he literally walked on a deal on, under like one percent, he did it under. No, sorry, he did it. He walked over one point four percent of negotiation. And well, you can you, say hard for just saying I didn't deal it, but maybe I should have taken it. I don't know, but it's crazy.
0: That is insane. uh I honestly need some time to process with all these stories that you're throwing at me. But
1: and, and last thing is, I sold a few cards at full comp. I sold some cool Bowman Chrome autos, and that was because I did stay firm. I was like I'm like I I had a James Wood Atomic Auto, a PSA 10. That was like 1850 and I had a pry it from the guy I traded for. And this was from Butt Bowman. I traded my Colson Montgomery PSA 10 Sapphire at a 10 auto for a James Wood Atomic auto and other items he said he rejected 2k cash offers. And sorry Tommy, I know your brain's trying to process. I'm throwing out lots of numbers and stuff. But and I know you're very intelligent so you can digest that fine. But I got a offer from a friend at sixteen hundred, or which would be a ninety percent, and I'm like, no, thank you. And then another comes up, and he's like, you six hundred. and I'm like, I rejected one 90 percent comp's offer, again, reject another. Try me again. <laughs> I you said that Use more... that language. Are you? I that? Re- I, 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 I said it a little bit more respectfully, but I, but I was like, I can't do sixteen hundred. I'm at full comp on this. I said it in a much more friendly. Way. I'm like, I already rejected ninety percent once. I can do it again. And he's like, eighteen hundred, and I'm like, eighteen fifty bottom. And he'd, I got paid. Hell yeah! That's uh, success
0: story. I hope. I hope a bunch of people come up to you at the next card show and ask you what your bottom is, Max.
1: And if they're easy to work with, I can just give the deal. I mean, if it's people that I know, sure. If it's not, then whatever. And sometimes it's the gamble by me. You know, if you ask me what my bottom is, I'm probably just going to sit. I'm. I can tell you, I. If you're not someone I know, I'm literally just going to restate my sticker price. If it's a card three thousand, I'm going to say three thousand. But I can listen to competitive offers.
0: Do you uh do you want to throw out like a secret code code word that our listeners can say to you if they're trying to offer if they want to know the true bottom, the bottom bottom.
1: You gotta ha- you gotta dance with me. You gotta figuratively, not literally. I love I can dance with the lady collectors, but if you're a masculine collector, you gotta do the figurative dance with me. It's a lot of fun. But if it's someone that I know, it's like I have to trust that you're actually gonna take the bottom, and like we both have. I'm like, hey, I can give you room. You can give me room. Then boom, shebang. Yeah, that was that was a lot. I'm still thinking of, like, other stuff. And other stuff was, like, very fun that night. Yeah, I bought... I'm not going to disclose the card. But I bought a card. This is, like, a 2 or 3 a.m. That kind of maybe comps at, like, 12 to 1,300. And the guy offered it for, like, 500 sticker. And... I was really sick. It was like 2 or 3 a.m. And I'm like, I got to negotiate this sound further. <laughs> so I got it for 450. dollars oh, Granted, it was a sketchy comp. Like, it wasn't a reliable comp, granted. And I'm like, dude, like, that's three more Chipotle. But that's like three to five Chipotle meals that I can eat off this $50 negotiation. It's like, I'm not letting this deal walk. But at the same time, it's like... Like people like if you're rich, I'm not rich. If you're rich, maybe you can let fifty dollars or a hundred dollars go. And of course, it's the delta in the deal. And hey, I'm probably even just talking about a deal with someone just left over 30 bucks. Like, and that's he's allowed to do that. I'm not saying he is his decision to do that wasn't valid. I respect it. I'm just saying, expect me to reform I respect someone else's being at their max. I think their backs might be a little irrational if they're one point four percent off. But it's like, I'm like, I got to negotiate the 50 bucks down. Took out cat is like 500. He's like, 500 is the most that I could do, or this is the least I can do and feel and like, you know, want to do the deal or whatever. It's like, it's just like three a.m. at this point. I just go up, take out 400s, 150, and I'm like, 450. And then he just takes the money, gives me the card, and walks off. Wow. I also, sorry, last story. Um, no, I keep lie. going. I will yeah.
0: literally. Listen to you all night, Max. I'm not even. Oh
1: my up. god, you know, you, you sweetheart. Um, I had a kid go up to my table at a Kyrie Jersey Flawless autograph that I picked up at Burbank for 250, which is a really weirdly strong price. It's like I don't know Flawless autos, I don't know this market, but I picked it up for 250. And and this was like an eight year old kid who was, didn't seek command the best dialect but he seemed like a very nice young man he at had, he had maybe approximately eight years old and he's like he just points to my Kyrie fall song and he's like Kyrie and I'm like yeah you know it's a flawless of 25 and he's just like two I'm like what and he says two and I look at the serial number and it's two out of 25 and I see the jersey on the card and Kyrie Irving was number two on the Cavs and I'm like oh this is this is jersey number I'm like thanks little man he gives me a little nod. So that was a fun accidental jersey number story. I sold it on eBay for five hundred fifty. So that pays for some expenses right there. That's a good outlook. Um, I had my Trevor Lawrence kaboom out on the table, my damage table. Um, I had another young gentleman. This one knew. This one should have known better. He was like ten or he was like a twelve or thirteen, and he's like, "What's your?" He's, I had my Trevor Lawrence kaboom stickered at twenty five hundred. He's like, what's the lowest you can do? And I'm like, what's the highest you can do? And he says, 2,000. And I extend my hand a handshake. He just looks at me. He does not shake my hand. And his dad's there. And I'm like, uh, you know, they make some whatever, make some conversation. I talk about the car a little bit. And they just kind of walk off. And I'm like, I'm all annoyed. Granted, my reaction would be a much more frustrated if it were like, an adult like if it's a kid offering me with a kid with his dad offering two thousand dollars on a card like i knew on the inside like yeah he is not going to spend two thousand dollars on the card but they eventually they did a lap, they circled like so i wasn't i was a little annoyed but like i wasn't like mad like they circled back and i'm like like hey like i told him i'm like hey in the future it's like offer a number on a card if you don't plan on buying it it's not good etiquette and the dad is defending the kid, he's like, you know, he asked what your lowest is. And I'm like, no, he didn't. The conversation went, what's your lowest? And I said, what's my high, I said, what's your highest? And he said, 2000. And he's like, no, he was asking like what you would do. And I'm like, hey, and he's like, oh, you can't expect to that. And I'm like, great, that's fine. Just don't say the number back. Don't say 2000 if you're not expecting to do $2,000 or, and I, I was just saying this out of, I'm like, I'm like, Hey, like I obviously you're a father and son. I'm not expecting the $2,000. I'm like, all I'm, I'm like, I, I phrased it like this. I was like, all I'm saying is that if you do this to other people in the room, they might have a different reaction than me. I recognize that he's a kid. And the guy is just like, okay. Very what card was and this? And just walks off. Oh, this was my, it's not even in my newly pile because I've owned this since Burbank. I bought a damaged Trevor Lawrence Kaboom with paper loss in the back corner for, yeah, I bought that at the Burbank card show. The guy What's
0: the print run on on a kaboom. I
1: don't know a million and a half. The kabooms are fun. I don't know. I've been getting into them more lately. I genuinely don't know the print run. Print run, but this one was damaged. The guy got it from at Burbank. He said that he acquired it on Veriswap as a raw card. The seller alleged it was a clean card, and of course receives it damaged. Just wanted he always offered no protection on swap and he just wanted to wash his hands of the card. So I bought it at what everyone is telling me was a very strong price. I rejected profit once. Maybe that wasn't a good decision. And with that being said, yeah, it's a damaged Trevor Lawrence Kaboom, but it's still Trevor Lawrence Kaboom. So it's a it's a hype beast flipper, whatever card, but like I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying kabooms and downtowns more.
0: You go to LA once, Max.
1: Yeah, I go to I go to LA once. I end up with a pretty LA girl. I didn't. But I end up with some Jason Dominguez cards in Dallas. That's for sure. <laughs> Do
0: you have any other fun anecdotes? If you think of any while I start telling my eBay pickups, then you cut me off and keep going, Max. Okay? Okay. All right. Well, I just have been going a little wild. I don't know. I've just been finding deals on eBay, Max. I don't know what's going on in the world, but I bought this 2013 Mike Trout card number 27,
1: Target Red. I don't I want don't to for... interrupt. I will say... Oh, sorry. Go. No, go. 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 I, dude, I saw the black of that at auction at PWCC, and it did the only like $500 raw, and I was bidding on it, and I like forgot to check in every five minutes, and I was so upset for missing it. That's my anecdote. Dude,
0: you missed that. Fuck. That sucks. Well, I bought this and the base as a two-card lot for $30 shipped. Unreal. So hyped about that. Um, I bought a Clay Thompson game-used relic out of 99 rookie card from the set Innovation. You know about Innovation, Max? Panini Innovation?
1: Is that like a 2012, 2013 set?
0: And you know how you always say that you love Innovation?
1: I do love Innovation and the hobby. Because the hobby is alive.
0: (laughs) Dude, you've just been cracking me up tonight. I don't know what's going on. Oh my god, yeah. I
1: bought... Oh. I have a really good impression of him, by the way. I don't mean the flex, but like, I do. Can you do it again? I am on the the Young Old Heads podcast, and I am with my co-host, Tommy Vaughn. I mean, I don't mean the flex, but like, it's one of my talents.
0: That's pretty good. Um, Max, how much do you think this card cost me on eBay? On auction. 2011 Topps black Steven Strasburg rookie cup out of 60.
1: I'm going to say $6 only because his retirement is fresh and I think that's higher than what it would usually be. How much did you say? Sorry.
0: $15. $15? $16. $14.78 uh, plus $4 shipping.
1: That was pretty good.
0: That was pretty money, dude. I don't know how you knew that one. I'm kind of upset right now, Max. I'm going through this weird thing where I'm looking at all the times in the history where they've done orange parallels to flagship.
1: Hey, they is a very inconsistent color, and I think that's why it gets the disrespect relative to reds. Like um, when I'm, yeah, you know, yeah, orange isn't always. I don't. Know, I always say orange is like my second favorite color and it's always like a question maker it always makes people think
0: that's your second favorite color
1: yeah i mean i wear a lot of blue fits so blue has to be my first favorite color but it's like orange is like versatile like right like it rhymes or like excuse me it doesn't rhyme it's a fruit it's a color you just do a lot with it and i respect orange it's underrated
0: underrated but you're right it's very weird they have a burnt orange 2014 but they also have a 2014 complete set orange that's a different shade orange they have hanger pack orange now they have the orange foils anyway random anecdote no how but... much do you one more card max for yeah, yeah, yeah. how much you think yeah, i
1: got took away from... uh, which orange what
0: now this is a new card 2020 prism 2020 21 prism Stephen Curry Blue Ice out of one twenty five. Shout out Delco on auction.
1: Forty three dollars. Twenty
0: nine thirty. Free shipping.
1: Ooh, that's not bad. That's really for a Curry Blue Ice. Yeah, I mean, like it's vet, but like I was thinking the Curry name would blast because I mean, that is that is the parallel. I mean, we're talking about like gold parallels and flagship blacks with tops, like. Blue Ice has, like, established itself as, like, the only number... I mean, outside of gold, I mean, I think the parallel that matters most is Blue Ice. Easily. Mojo, maybe? No one cares about Mojo. Like, no one, like, like, whoa, that's a sick Mojo card. I need it. Except for Delco Rips, who just acquired a Palo Banchero Mojo. So I respect that. But no disrespect to him. But that being said, like, well, I guess Mojo has respect on, like, the older cards for Bowman. Like, people just love the mega boxes. Um, yeah. Every time I I owned four twenty seven Shohei Otani Bowman Chrome megas, uh, or mega cards from like his dinosaur pan uniform, I sold one at my slabs. Thank the Lord. But every I I make the joke now that every single I every single time I buy one, there's now a lower comp, <laughs> and I'm going down with the ship on it. But um, yeah. I have another funny story. I guess. I got another card from this tr- showing, you know, I, again, I bet our evil producer is just going to put out the one time where I was overpriced on the card. Here's another, or, you know, I, someone negotiated up. I'm, I, I have my halo. I have my good side to me as well. This is like 1 or 2 a.m. And I'm asking $300 on this Jackson Merrill Speckle autograph, PSA 10. And someone's like, can you do 280? And I'm like, deal. And uh, You're joking a little bit. It's like, oh, he said yes way too fast, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, like the guy didn't check comps or whatever. And we were joking around a little bit, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, there's gonna be like a hundred dollar comp there, and I'm like, well, oh, well, there is a two eleven comp, you know. And then like I'm like, say the comps, like it's two eleven, like three hundred, like two twenty, and then like 360, 380, whatever. And it, we got a little laugh, and then you know he's like, hey, can you do like. 250, like I should have checked earlier. I'm like, yeah, dude, like you're fine. Like 250 was the number I wanted on it. It's like I don't, I'm not gonna be a dick or prick over 30 bucks. And I am like, oh, you should have, you know, comps beforehand. I'm not gonna be like the you know, the big bad wolf on you and blow your house down, and you know, whatever the three little piggies have to do with this anecdote. But it's yeah, you know, it was very, very, you know, we all gotta go laugh out of it because it's like, oh, there's a little comp there. You didn't check comps, and I'm like, I'm like, hey. There is a 211, you know, full disclosure, you know, and then he checked comps and he was co- he was comfortable enough to want to do 250 on the card. And I believe it was just bought as an investment piece of Jackson barrel. So that was all fun that ends well.
0: So did you buy any cards on eBay though? Or are you just only buying cards
1: at shows these days? Um, it's definitely fun and not fun being a money manager, Uh, You know, having the money managed for shows, having to determine what I need to buy, what I don't. Um, I want to. So I guess we did a little bit of eBay buys. I had a few before we left. I think I know where I'm starting at. So I had a few eBay buys. I bought a raw Shohei Otani Topps Chrome Update Pink Refractor Rookie Debut. I bought a Jalen Williams Gold Laser Donruss Auto out of 10. I was also bidding on the True Gold Auto, and I lost. I bought a Masataka Yoshida. How much? Wait, what was oh,
0: the prices? price between Orange Laser Auto and True Gold?
1: No, Gold Laser. Gold Laser out of 10 was 521 Um, True Gold out of 10 was $666, and my maximum was like $658 or something. So I was in the deep end for both of those cards. I bought a yeah, the Yoshida Purple Speckle Auto. Bought a Jalen Hurts Red Zone auto from contenders. Another Anthony Volpe radiating rookie. Another Chet Holmgren Red Scope Choice Auto. A third Josh Giddy downtown sealed. <laughs> Part of it was just the floor protect my other Giddies that I own. But I now own three of them. Uh, I have a nine. I have a nine five and a PSA ten coming back from grading. That it should hopefully be in hand tomorrow, and I can't wait to po- wait to post the pictures of all three of them. I love Giddy, but I, Tommy, you're on mute. Can you go through your PSA submission and what you got? Uh, yeah, I can do that. And then the last buy was, which is the coolest from a baseball standpoint, was also yeah. So I got an orange refractor of Gunnar Henderson on ebay out of 25 the true something really weird in my opinion is that i've never seen that's fire i've never seen a year where the golds and the oranges are this close in price or excuse me i'm lying the golds and the waves being the truths and the waves being this close in price it's almost like concerning i don't like it like just full disclosure like i see like a wave can be the true comp on any day and i think it's going to adjust just back correctly to golds being king but it's like something that i've noticed really strangely on the more high-end rookies for baseball specifically and this what i got at the show is a josh jung true red non-auto damn that's sick right that's fire
0: are you so wait how is uh you're buying a lot of these to grade though right that's the idea
1: I'm buying a lot of these to grade. I'm buying a lot of nines to crack. Um, I think there is a quote that hit me very recently that um if you want to be successful in business, cut out everything that you're mediocre at and just focus on the thing that you do best and keep doing that and hyper focus on that. And I'm not even gonna start. I know one of the things I mean, I like to think I'm good at selling cards and I'm merching cards and buying and selling cards or whatever, but I think I'm not even going to say I'm good at finding cards. I like determining whether a card is a nine and 10. I don't, I won't even say that. I mean, there's people that have prepping businesses and have incredible eyes out of doing this for years. I'd like to think I'm above average on it, considering how much time I put into it, but I'm not going to say I'm one of the best, but I'd like to think I'm pretty good at finding ways to source stuff, to grade, or at least like I'm okay at it to where I'm just doom scrolling eBay every night and just buying items until I run out of monies and then have to wait for them to come back, just like any normal human being. But I'm going to get that infinite budget someday. It's going to happen. Um, so I've focused a lot of like my non-show money just on buying and grading items. Uh, Tommy, the two grading orders were relatively boring. The Beckett order was a Paolo Benchero Kaboom and a Josh Giddy Downtown that both 9-5 min-gemmed. I already RCR them at the national. So this is just a method of getting them encapsulation for the first time. To- oh yeah. So if you're listening, you may not even, I mean, I've talked about it a lot. So maybe you didn't know about that RCR because that was an RCR. That was a submission I was looking forward to a lot, but I talked about it on the national episode, which will be uploaded very soon. But I did submit it with subgrades for an extra like $15. And my theory was that it put me to the front of the line for the national. Maybe you did, maybe it didn't, but the, the Josh, excuse me, the Paolo Manchero was a min gem and it stayed a min gem, while the Giddy was a true gem nine fi, true gem nine five with nine fives and all the subgrades. And it made me think about I was like, wow, like the edges really weren't that good. I thought the edges would be a nine subgrade. And after the fact, it got bumped down to a nine edges for a min gem. And we I thought and discussed about the reliability of RCR. And I think my takeaway is, because I guess that's a downgrade in the subgrade, is that like ninety nine percent of the time, I think, or maybe better yet, ninety seven percent of the time, the grade is going to transfer over. But if there maybe were like a little bit ambitious on the subgrade to begin with, and then they sober up and find out what the, like it should really grade, maybe they bump it down. Like I was worried my Paolo Benchero kaboom was going to eight five corner and then bring it down to a nine, and that would have been a major bummer. So I'm glad it happy on the kitty. But I had like a, I had a card once that was like nine five nine five nine five. And then 8-5 surfaced. I was a 9-5 RCR and then went down to a Beck at 9. And that was a little upsetting. But you could see on subgrades, oh, they bumped it up a little bit on the RCR. Maybe they shouldn't have. Maybe they should. I almost bit my tongue again, but I didn't. And that, no, literally bit my tongue. Not figure of speech. I've been biting my tongue a lot. It's not good. Accidentally. Not intentionally. But that's my theory with RCR. And if you can get the quick cash. Like I sold a bunch of my RCRs. At Dallas on the show on the show floor, just having trying to recoup cash back. Because if there's some where I think it's borderline, I'd rather just not risk it. But yeah. that being said, it is pretty trustworthy.
0: Yeah, you pass along the risk, but you take some guarantee. It
1: isn't much risk, but it's a little bit of risk. I will say, like the the capsulation for forty dollars a card is like it's like three weeks or so. Like I had a photogenic Paolo Paulo auto out of ten. And we've talked about that card i want to say two weeks ago and i like i dca down someone was like oh yeah the last one did like 450 or whatever and i'm like yeah yeah it was me i bought it (laughs) and i'm like i bought the one before that too and it's in this 95 holder and i'm like i'm asking 750 and the guy's like i can do 600 i'm like yeah that's a little low and he's like it's like i'd probably pay 650 if we were encapsulated probably even if we're encapsulated but like there is a little bit of risk there and i'm thinking like okay i'm into this card for like 525 it was $25 to RCR and 9.5 successfully. There's now a new lower comp, which is me, in fairness. It is me. So I'm buying in lower. And he's even operating under that, that low comp exists. And he's giving me a $50 profit. I'm like, I know that I it's going to be $40 alone. And I'm going to wait three weeks. It's like, sure, it, it sucks to get a really cool 9.5 on a card like that, even though most people don't think it's a cool card. But it's like, Cool. I was like it's a lower comp than I was hoping for. Most recently, I'll take the five. I'll take the fifty bucks and move it on to the next.
0: Yeah. Damn. This has just been amazing window into your brain, Max. Tonight. Yeah. I've enjoyed um, every yeah.
1: second. The PSA order I got back was four cards. It was my Paolo Benchero royalty one of one insert from Crown Royale that I stabbed as authentic. It was the aforementioned Josh Kidy PSA ten downtown. And that I keep talking about Josh KD Downtown's a lot. Don't worry, I bought two more Downtown's of a really interesting player that I'm going to show once it's in hand, but it's going to take like two to three weeks. But don't worry, it's coming. Um, so there was that. And then the other two cards were both nines. It was a Shet Holmgren Luck of the Lottery Gold Prism out of 10. And I thought that was a cool card. It's an insert, but like true gold out of 10, it works. That one was a card that, I thought was more likely than not going to 10, but if it's a nine, man, it's borderline. Then I think I crack it. And the other one was a black Pandora chat home. Grim auto out of 25, nine RCR at the national PSA nine here. Jason at DC or formerly of DCI. When he did the RCR review of it at DCI at the national, he's like, Oh, this Giddy downtown that PGS nine five and this Powell Bunchero kaboom that PGS nine five. He's like they're gonna nine. This Chet Holmgren's gonna nine five, and Chet Holmgren Black Pandora, nine. So a little funny. I love Jason. He obviously got two nine fives out of three, which again I'm supportive of. I love supporting Jason. He's a friend of the show. But a little funny how like the ones that he's all with nine five were switched out for the ones that didn't. So, but him thinking that this Chet was a nine five makes me want to resubmit it again.
0: Well. I'm gonna ask for updates on your rating at every week because it seems like you just have at least two submissions out now at all times.
1: Yeah, I had a BG. I had a, bought a PSA nine Jackson Harder Gold Auto off eBay. We talked about it on the show. Came back a PSA nine. Not cool of PSA to not be public about and transparent about their show plans for the Bourbon Card Show. As I, I paid $130 more than I could have avoided. But c'est la vie. That's life. Max, and how much has your business?
0: Podcast. How much has your business grown over the last year?
1: I don't know. I mean, I know Jack? I mean, I do. If the IRS, I mean, the IRS is watching this podcast, so yes, they keep very diligent records on absolutely everything. And if you call me, I will substantiate that. But uh, genuinely, like, I know the cards I was grading in June. Like, I remember in June I submitted the Wander Franco Tampa Bay Rays one of one. That is a card that is a blast from the past and now in a bad way because we do not support that on this podcast. And my remember my big crack ever? It was in, I want to say, May. That was like my tip of the spear. I bought like a PSA 9 Jordan Alvarez Tops Chrome True Orange out of 25 off of my slabs for $430. I cracked it as a PSA 9 and it gemmed. That was my first real... PSA nine cracked to PSA 10 and I didn't wasn't sure if it was going to crack and transfer but it did and that was I sold it and got it back right around the all-star break where Jordan Alvarez and Aaron Judge were competing for the home run lead and I bought it for 430 and I sold it for $2,000 and I'm like wow man I'm rich I was like this is big and I've had some fun PSA nine to 10s since that point point. I've had I've had some highs and some lows I traded my biggest card ever at a nine thousand dollar valuation which was my or nine or around nine thousand dollar valuation of my Albert Pujols tops chrome maybe it was 8500 whatever it was like 9K valuation of my Bgs 8.5 Albert Pujols tops Chrome auto I traded that to a friend cards Jake he immediately traded it for higher to KK sports cards And their guy, they're great. They're based in Tampa. They have one of the coolest baseball collections that I respect. Like I, like they have like SSP image variation autos of like, they have, they have cool stuff. Like their collection is, they respect the black parallel. I I respect their collection. It's sick. But, but that, so Jay traded it to them. Um, I actually saw them at Dallas this weekend and I saw my Albert Pujols, former Chrome auto in a new holder and, I was talking to them about the deal before giving it to Jake who gave it to KK, but I saw it in a PSA 8 holder, which the PSA eights come closer to 10K cash, which is fun. While the BGS 8.5s don't, my 8.5 was 0.5 away. So I was extremely interested in finding out if maybe you could squeeze out the PSA 9. I wasn't optimistic or maybe squeeze out the BGS 9, but I was worried that I would lose the BGS 9 auto and I thought the auto was worse. And I was talking to them about it and they're like, yeah, if anything, like I felt a little bit better acquiring this Pujols Bowman Chrome Auto specifically because the auto being smeared means it wasn't like altered or anything like that. Because I know on some, they wipe off the auto and they have Pujols or someone else trying to flip it. We'll try to get Albert to re-sign it. And they're like, oh, it's a 10 auto. And really the auto smearing is part of the originality of that set. So that was a fun little tidbit of like, no, I I respect that this card has history to it of being in the sun. So that was a cool anecdote, and yeah, I mean, I, you picked a lot from my brain, and you didn't even have to ask any questions to get all that. No, it
0: was amazing. I really feel like I'm. I've, we just unleashed you this episode. I honestly have nothing more to say, Max. What is your what's your parting words? I mean, other than fuck Carl
1: Malone. Yeah. Um, yeah. When. Fuck Karl